Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's June 18th, 1996. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by... Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day in 1996 that the first family moved in to Celebration, a real town designed by Imagineers located in the grounds of Walt Disney World in Florida. (laughs) And although the idea of staying in a theme park is nothing new, many of us like to do that when we want to spend more than one night riding roller coasters. We all love a themed hotel. The concept of actually living in a theme park (laughs) had not been done before this date. There were 474 homes in this place, but almost 5,000 people scrambled to be a part of it because they all wanted in. Even though this thing hadn't been done before, a lot of people felt quite enthusiastic about the idea of not just visiting a theme park, but yeah, living there forever. Although it's not worth getting too excited about moving there if your number one interest is visiting theme parks, because it is five miles away from the nearest (laughs) Walt Disney theme park. So it's not exactly walkable. Hold on. I mean, you're clearly speaking as someone who has not regularly visited. Have you ever been to Walt Disney World in Florida, Rebecca? Never. Never been been to Disneyland. Okay, well, we're going to have fun over the next few years. Uh, (laughs) As I pick a series of these obscure events from Disney. I thought you meant you were going to take me to Disney World. Well, yeah, we can do that. We can totally do that. But Celebration is the most commutable place, or was when they built it, the most commutable place to actually live and get to the parks. So you're right that five miles away from the park sounds like a big distance, but you have to bear in mind that the Walt Disney World plot is enormous. It's a huge swathe of Central Florida, which is why the Walt Disney Company bought it. And in fact, the story of Celebration really harks back to 1965, when the Disney Company purchased this vast amount of land using a bunch of mysterious dummy corporations, so no one knew who the owner was. No one knew what Walt's plan was. I bet they all had (laughs) clever names that had, like, mouse puns in them. (laughs) (laughs) And we could do a whole separate episode about that, like, you know, part of history where Disney went around buying up Florida. It was absolutely extraordinary. But eventually, once the cat, or possibly the mouse, was out of the bag, that they were going to be building a new series of theme parks there, then we got to learn about Walt's plan for what he wanted. And it wasn't just about having a bigger zone than he had around Disneyland in Anaheim so that he could control the souvenirs and the hotels. It was about creating a new community. And people are sniffy about Epcot in particular, which we now think of as just one of the theme parks that's a kind of wacky World's Fair thing with a big firework display. But actually, the acronym of Epcot is Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And although Disney died before they ever built Epcot, and so Epcot did just become a kind of NAF theme park, that vision of building a community of tomorrow, which he was deadly serious about, a prototype community, that is what eventually led the Disney company to say, let's build one. But it's so funny because whereas Epcot looks towards the future of residential living... Kind of. uh, What they thought the future would look like in 1955, at least. 
Right, but but celebration is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, you it's know, what they thought it, the past looked like in 1996. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they, yeah, they're, they're like they're trying to create, or they tried to create rather, and, and got pretty close to it, depending on your view. But they tried to create this sort of 1950s type world and the promotional literature, this is how they described it. There once was a place where neighbours greeted neighbours in the quiet of summer twilight, where children chased fireflies and porch swings provided easy refuge from the cares of the day. You know, they really are looking back to this very t- specific type of Americana that, that you know, is vintage. It's about whiteness, though, isn't it, guys? It's all very based on this is how things were before pesky stuff like civil rights was a thing you know it's all very based on this wonder years kind of depiction of white picket fences etc to an extent i mean it's worth saying that in terms of diversity and i mean celebration in the last census came out as over 90 percent white so they did Mm. fail in this regard but in terms of diversity they did claim when they were building celebration that they deliberately kept a wide range of house prices in the portfolio that you could buy they weren't building million dollar mansions they they advertised its existence in newspapers and in literature, deliberately targeting people of colour to come and live there. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, the dream that they're selling is Walt's 1950s childhood. So is that going to appeal to a black family from New York? Possibly not. Mm. I think it's really telling as well that the architecture was inspired by some of the the great southern antebellum cities like Savannah and Charleston and Port Swings. Yeah. Yeah, I just think if you weren't white, you probably wouldn't want to live there because it sounds like the setting for Get Out. I think, okay, I, so I, that's a legitimate criticism. But oh no, I, Ollie, I struck a chord. <laughs> no, no, but I have been there and I can't help the part of my heart that as you... You know when you're on holiday anyway, you walk around and you think, I wonder what it'd be like to live here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to live there because you are effectively living in a theme park, but I would happily have a holiday home there. Like you are there and you're thinking, yes, this isn't real, but lots of new towns created since, you know, Stevenage yeah. isn't real. I don't want to live there, <laughs> but I, but the, I would live here. Yeah, and also it's no less fantastical than other sort of constructed parts of uh, the US. Like, for example, Palm Springs, which is this kind of modernist Jetson-esque uh, town. It's, mm. it, you know, when you go there, you're like, this cannot be real, but it is real. And similarly, you know, Beverly Hills is all like this sort of futuristic, fantastical version of mansions and, and wealth. And I went to Celebration as well, and I agree. It, it it looks like a film set in a way that a whole lot of other parts of the US look like a film set. This is what I meant to ask you guys. If you guys have been, then super, because I was, this is what I kind of struggled to get my head around. How fantastical is Celebration? Are we talking... Not. That's okay. Good. I so it's, it's I work nostalgic it out. rather than fantastical. So mm-hmm. it, yes, the bins have speakers in them that pipe music at you. Horrifying. But so do a lot of new developments in America. That's just how they do things. Yeah. Um, but it's got that kind of curious tension that you often get in Disney between the embrace of new technology. You know that center of tomorrow thing. We have a monorail station, <laughs> and clinging on to the past. So it looks like picket fence, nineteen fifty suburbia. The school of uh, architecture that it is, is new urbanism. And to give you the second most famous new urbanist community, that would be Seaside, Florida, which was chosen as the filming location for The Truman Show. So to give you an idea of what it feels like. (laughs) And although it looks like the 1950s in so many ways, actually what you're noticing is the absence of cars, for example, Mm. which is unusual in the States. Most houses in the States obviously are built with garages and driveways. In new urbanism, they're not. The idea was to create a kind of pre-car 
community. In a way, there are some similarities with the original vision of Epcot that, that Walt Disney planned, because one of the main things that he foresaw for his community was that there would be underground roads so mm. the cars wouldn't be visible. But in other respects, it's very different in that new urbanism is all about making cities livable, basically, and, and sort of combating this idea of having these sprawling suburbs everywhere where mm. people you know just leave the centre of the city and they become you know less vibrant. Whereas Walt Disney's vision for Epcot was that there would be a downtown that would be covered by a climate-controlled dust and then you'd have uh, amenities, community things like schools, hospitals around that and then you would have basically sprawling suburbs. But as opposed to other places that are like prefab communities, one of the almost spooky things about celebration is that it comes with so many regulations intended to keep it in Mm. the pristine state that it was supposed to have had at the point that it was built in the 1990s. And apparently there's a 160-page rule book that every resident is issued, including things about sorts of plants you can plant and and what sort of colours you can paint your house, but also things like you can't put your bins out the front of the house. They've got to go round the back because they don't want to spoil that pristine look. And apparently also right down to the detail that every single house must have a Mickey Mouse hidden somewhere on the property. You know, it's got kind of this excruciating level of detail that that surely Well, that was a joke. That was a joke by the Disney company, but it did seem to get taken literally by some of the residents. But I'm right. It's a joke sure. until the Mickey Mouse inspectors come around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but really, is it is it any different from something like Poundbury? You know, Prince Charles's exactly. model village. It isn't. I see the appeal of a brand new design space. You know, a place that's really truly designed for people to live, rather than one that's clumsily evolved from something that was there before. So you know, roads that were created for horse and cart that then have to be widened for cars. Then to be narrowed again because you have a different transport then you have to have electric plug-in whatevers i mean this whole place was created overnight basically as the finished article and it does work it's just a bit freaky and weird if it's your whole life because you are even though the uh, real estate is now owned by a separate company lexin capital and that was always the plan that was always an exit strategy it's not owned by the disney corporation anymore Knowing that the whole thing was designed by the same guys who did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a bit weird. (laughs) Next time. When I started driving, there was no sat-nav, and I had to pull over and have an argument with my girlfriend about where we were. (laughs) Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.